Hey friend, it's Chrissy here from Real Life Shh. Many of us have either been in a situation or season in our lives where we feel so incredibly close to God, to Jesus. And I found Jesus moment and it feels incredible. It really does. So incredible that you might feel the need to go shout it out on the mountaintop and tell every person that you come across about the amazing spirit, security, and love that only comes from the one true God, Jesus Christ Superstar. And then, and then there's the flip side where you're just not sure anymore. And you wonder what the heck all this faith is for. What is the point of the big show? Because let's be real, a lot of religious organizations can be pretty showy. Let me tell you something. I've been in both seasons, very much so. While I never lost my faith in God, the divine, our angels, I did lose myself my faith in myself and my divine ability and my higher self, which is my Yeshua self. Dare I say my Jesus self? Yes. Now, before people start throwing pitchforks at me, know that I am 100% in love with Yeshua, who is also known as Jesus. It's Hebrew for Jesus. I'm aware it's considered sacrilegious to claim such a bold statement to say, my Jesus self. Remember, though, we have all been blessed with a spirit that resides within. And that is what I'm referring to. I'm also going to squash. I'm going to squash the judgment that may happen after I share this story of mine with you. I know that there are other people out there that have been religiously scarred, who have been told lies about their faith. They've been judged in a place of worship because they simply do not fit in that box that apparently the Lord wants us to be in. Mm -mm. I'm here to tell you that God welcomes all and loves all, even during your seasons of struggle and sin. I'm using quotation marks with sin. I might add that sin simply means you're missing the mark. Guess what? You're not going to be damned to hell, my friend. Please know that if you even have a willingness to connect to God, to the divine, to Yeshua, you will be forgiven. And you will be welcomed home. So, it seems like my Yeshua or my God might look a little different from some others' view of who God is. And guess what? That's fine. It's all good. Because just because our paths may be different, our destination is the same. I have the secret to living a beautiful, soulfully spiritual life, centered and focused, zoomed in on my relationship with God, the divine, 
Yeshua, my angels, your angels, Mother Nature, Gaia. All that is, all that is one true source. But before I share with you the secret, I'd like to first share with you a little bit more of my own history. So I grew up pretty religiously. We went to church twice a week, obviously on Sundays and on Wednesday nights for youth group. And our whole family was involved in the church choir. And then, of course, we would be involved in all the other church activities throughout the years. I have a lot of really amazing, warm memories of going to church. A lot of them included just simply sitting in the pews with my mom and my sister and my mom. She would gently like stroke my hair as we listened to the sermon. And then we would stand up to sing the hymns. And of course, Christmas, woof, Christmas was always magical. And I'm thankful. I am so, so, so thankful that I had that upbringing and that I also share that upbringing with my own kids. Because what it taught me was to have faith, blind faith in the unknown. And it was also a promise for everlasting life in heaven, which definitely made the hardship of life here on earth not feel so bad when you're going through it. But then, then there were the not so bright and beautiful sunshiny days at church. I have two memories that stick out for me. One when I was about like seven or eight years old. I was in Sunday school and we were shown a video of the rapture. And this was definitely not the cartoon version or a cartoon video. This was people running around, screaming in flames, on fire, on earth during the rapture. They were like the leftovers, the ones that weren't saved. They were getting tortured on earth during what is known as the rapture, right? Okay, (laughs) now let me ask you, if you're a parent, would you show your like seven or eight-year-old child a like a horror movie? Freddy Krueger, whatever, like the scariest movie you've seen? Because that's essentially what we watched on that Sunday morning in Sunday school. And I, if I think about the possibility of showing my kids that same video, um, if I like really go there, I, I can't, I can't go there because it like brings me to tears. I lose myself and I'll, I'll cry. (laughs) And I understand the fear-based ideology of scaring kids straight. Did it work for me? I don't know because you know what? I think I blocked out a large chunk of my childhood because I was so scared of the devil. At that time, that was when I started having nightmares. And I had one reoccurring nightmare for my whole childhood. Actually, like since I saw that movie. The nightmare was me lying down in the pits of hell on the ground with the devil and I would look up 
and I would see my mom and my sister looking down, down at me. I had this nightmare several, several, several times as a kid, and I can actually still see the nightmare in my head today. Hi, friend. Did you know that you can connect with me directly for a one-on-one mentorship and guidance on how to flourish, nurture, and celebrate your whole self? Make sure to follow me on Instagram at it's underscore getting, that's G-E-T-N underscore Chrissy. That way you can DM me for more information and you can check out our divinetribe.com for upcoming availability for offerings via Zoom, or we can even hang out in person on our next California retreat. Welcome back. It wasn't like maybe more or less than a year after seeing that rapture video that I went to a church camp with my friend. And I really don't know what the heck they were teaching because I think I'm blocked most of it out. And just so you know, this is a natural defense mechanism our brains do to protect us from the childhood trauma that I went through because that's what it was. It was trauma that was inflicted on me from the church that I attended. What I do remember was that I would have vivid, vivid visions of what I imagined was the devil's face. This would happen whenever I would close my eyes and I would pray This happened to me at the very young age of eight. Just imagine that. I don't know if you have like eight-year-old kids or whatever, but that's what I was going through. That's a terrifying experience. Faith and spirituality has always, always been a number one value in my life, even in the seasons where I just wanted to die and turn the dial of pain and confusion down. And I would use extreme experiences to quiet the opportunity really of growth. I wanted it to just like turn off or turn the dial down a little bit. So when I was young and going through this, it was so extreme at church camp that my mom had to actually come and pick me up from the church camp. And my mom, God bless my mom, because at that point, at that time, she made one of the best, best decisions she could probably ever make as a mother. And I so, so appreciate, I so appreciate that. She made the decision of letting me choose my faith. I got to choose whether or not I wanted to go to church or to the Wednesday night youth group from that point on. And thank God, oh my God, thank God, my mom understood the faith, that faith is a very intimate and personal journey. What I went through at such a young age, some people have called it spiritual warfare. And I actually agree with that. I agree with that term. Here's the kicker. Again, the pitchforks might come out. It wasn't a spiritual warfare with me and the devil or the devil and Jesus. It was a spiritual warfare between myself and my higher self and my earthly self. You see that day at Sunday school when I watched the rapture video, when I watched human beings run around on earth on fire screaming for their lives and having fear, 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 fear. 
that was the main objective of the video. And that's exactly what it achieved with me. I let my fear control me over my faith. And boy, oh boy, for the next several years, that was the reflection of my life. I even went through a long phase in life when I thought to myself, well, why do I need Jesus or Yeshua to talk to God? I would even pose that challenging question to pretty much anyone who would ask me about my faith, where I was in my faith at the church. I would pose this question because I had fear, fear of both the Lord and the devil. Even though I knew, even then, subconsciously, I knew what I know now, which is Jesus is God. God is Jesus. Yeshua is God. Yeshua is Mother Nature. Mother Nature is Yeshua, is equally male, female, angels, source, Buddha, and so on and so on. It's all source. It's all one true God. I would pose that that challenging question to others in order for them to, to back off to help smother my own fear. You see, I somehow thought if I took Jesus out of the equation, right, I would also take the devil out of the equation. And that's what drove me, was the fear of the evil one, the fear of the demons, hell. It was, it was by far my number one fear. Even during my crazy, rebellious, not making very smart decision seasons, I was paralyzingly fearful that I might go to hell, that I might, I might disappoint Jesus so much so that he was going to cast me down to hell. I walked through my life for a long time, calling myself spiritual and priding myself, priding in myself for being open and supportive to all religions. Yes. But during a long season of my life, I never fully committed to God's love because I was fearful. And there's a lot of scripture about how we're supposed to be fearful of God. But I think for a lot of us, maybe even most of us, we interpreted that in such a way that it actually, it drove a wedge between us and the and divinity. When I would read these many scriptures about a God-fearing believer, this is a good thing, right? I was fearful of both God and the devil. It wasn't until recently, in the beginning of the pandemic, when, you know, when the shit hit the fan for the entire world and I was scared out of my mind of how the world was transitioning and what direction all of us were going with all the division that was happening among us. That was the time where I was really in the pits of hell and my personal life, my relations. That is when I really, truly found God again. And not, not in a fearful way. That is the time where I was actually living in fear here on earth. And then I found comfort in God. 
my fear was no longer me fearing that God will cast me down to the pits of hell or that the devil and demons are going to torture me. Mm -mm. My fear was now about me continuing my life the way that it was, the way that I was living it, and how our world as a collective were treating each other. I mean, everybody felt the heaviness of the world. Some more than others, for sure, especially highly sensitive people like like myself. But when I realized that it wasn't God or the devil that needed to be feared, what is more fearful to me is our lives without the love and the support of the divine. Yeah. During that time of the collective void, that is when my relationship with the divine, it started to flourish. And we connected in such a beautiful way. Yeshua was coming to me in my dreams a lot, which was the most beautiful, comforting feeling I have ever experienced. Everywhere I looked, there were signs from the divine that I was indeed on the right path, that I was supported and I was loved. And I just felt lighter and so supported and no longer fearful of the unknown. Because I finally realized that it's not about fearing God because God will punish us or cast us down into the pits of hell. It's about how much more fulfilling life is here on this earth with the connection to the divine, to God, to Yeshua, to source, to angels, to mother nature. My only fear now is what life would be without that connection. I don't fear that I will be cast down to hell anymore. I don't fear that the devil or the evil ones or demons or shadow people are going to come get me because I know, I know in the end, all of us will be united and connected and supported and loved by one another and by our true support system, the divine. I also want to share with you that even during the seasons that I felt distant from God or disconnected, which by the way, we never become fully disconnected ever, ever. I never stopped praying. Never. So in case you were wondering about the power of prayer, I am the proof that prayer does work. Because as you continue listening to these episodes of my podcast, Real Life Shh, You can definitely say I've been through hell and back, (laughs) which brings me to my final point. The most important message that the divine wants you to hear, my love, is that hell can come to you in your present day here on this earth at any given moment. However, however, it is not the rapture. Or maybe I should say the rapture isn't what you think it is. 
how it's been portrayed, been portrayed. Hell, the devil, the rapture, demons are indeed, they're indeed spiritual warfare. But here's the kicker. It's not the devil or demons that are at war with you. It's you. It's you who is choosing fear over faith. You, beloved, you have the power, the ability, the strength embedded in you. It has been a gift that the divine has given to us all long, long, long ago since we made our soul contracts with the divine to live here on this earth. We are spirits directly connected and from the divine who has been completely, we've been completely prepared to handle whatever warfare that this earth presents us with. Fear is a warfare tactic. Again, listen to this very important message. You, beloved, are a spirit capable and prepped to handle whatever that is thrown upon you. Also, know this message because I have received this message in church and divine spirit wants me to acknowledge it and correct it right here, right now. Guess what? We are all, all of us are children of God. Not just you, not just me, him, her, them, they, Christians, Jews, whoever. All of us are children of God. Not one soul on this earth will be left behind. We all get to go home eventually. Some will take longer than others, much longer, maybe. And it's only a small percentage of us here in this world that are true light holders at this moment. But our hope is that we'll change rapidly. So stop shaming one another. Enough. No more, okay? And if you want to help those that are lost, (laughs) be patient and know that they will go home too. Be patient. Otherwise, you may be inflicting your own spiritual warfare on yourself. And when those who are lost do go home, welcome them with open arms as the divine does. When you, your loved one or a stranger on the street is in a spiritual warfare season or seems to be lost, be graceful, be graceful to yourself and to others. And when you come home, because remember, you will come home. Give yourself permission to celebrate. Then others will be able to feel that joy as well. 
celebrate, dance, do all the things to help you embrace and express that celebration for yourself and celebration with God. And guess what? Guess what? That's all you really have to do to give others the invitation. You give thanks and you celebrate. When you do that, you don't have to go tell everybody that Jesus is the only way or that you're going to go to hell if you don't do this or you do that or whatever. Because when you celebrate, your, your internal celebration is going to be so true and inspiring. It's going to spread like wildfire. And people are going to want what you have. And not in a jealous way. In a curious, inspiring way. And that is something to celebrate, beloved. And so it is.